The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all, and uh, welcome to this latest edition of the TWBC podcast. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and I'm glad to have you on board. And equally glad to have on board uh, for this episode is is world-class coach. And uh, he's held that distinction for many, many years and comes into these world championships at Sunset Lakes as uh, as the coach uh, for the Chilean water ski team. His name is Tongue Bene. How are you doing, sir? How are you, Tony? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So, uh, Tange, I mean, you've been you've been involved coaching tournament water skiing for many, many years. So, when 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 did you start uh, coaching at international level for uh, for for whichever team you, that you started with? Well, uh, I went back into water skiing in uh, early '90s. During the period before I was training Emric, my brother, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when I decided, yeah, probably this is where I'm having fun. So my brother became world champion in '89, and that's when I started. I said, okay, I'll train some other people. Okay, so so what so what is it about your coaching? Because I mean, you're 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 very highly sought after, you know. I mean. I mean, you were you were the coach for the Chilean team for many many years, and then you took a, took some time off. You decided to retire off to 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 an island somewhere, and then and then for some reason you were kind of brought back into uh, to the fray a little bit. So 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 what is, so in your opinion, what is it about what you whatever what you do out there that makes you so highly sought after as? As, as a coach, so to speak? Well, I believe that's a question you should ask my skiers. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but what do you think it is? I mean, I mean, you, you've been around this sport for many, many years. You, you must have gotten a sense for, for why they, br- they bring you in. Well, basically, I think uh, winning is about the head more than the state of skiing. So I really concentrate on getting the head right. Mm-hmm. Which means I believe I really believe that between 65 and 70 percent of the winners won with the mental part of the skiing. So I'm really focused on making sure that in their head they're winners. Okay, so less 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 about technical and more about uh, getting in someone's headspace and just trying to to make things you know easier for them to digest and be able to perform with less stress out in the water. Yes. That is correct, and obviously the all the training part and all the coaching part goes into that direction too. You know, like it's all it all goes together, but always with the goal of getting the mind ready for the tournament. 
Excellent. So you had a life in tournament water skiing long before you actually started coaching. Kind of give us a little bit of a uh, of an idea of how long you were a competitive skier for, and in, in what era, what kind of time span. Well, I I did ski tournament wise, but uh, not for a very long very long time. I was uh, always curious about the world, and I had so many things to see. But I ski for around uh, seven years. Mm-hmm. From uh, 14 years old to to 21, uh huh. That's when I retired. So I, that was in the 1970s, around 1970s, turn of the 80s, and the end of the 80s, the beginning of the 80s, exactly. And uh, yeah, my level was not very good, uh, except in tricks. I was top three in the world, but uh, but yeah, just having fun. And um, I was at that period. There were so many things I wanted to know. And I was, I was actually training in your countries with the great Davin Nations. Uh-huh. Yeah, Davin Nations was a, kind of an idol for me. Crazy man, passionate, and very, very special. Yeah, and he made, and he made skiers work exceptionally hard. Uh, or the likes of like Patrice Martin came to, came to his stable over in Ricelip to learn more about more about trick skiing but you know obviously we talk about some of the great skiers in the world and we mentioned uh, Patrice Martin right there but who are some of the great athletes that you have had a personal hand in guiding to uh, to uh, to greatness at the world stage I mean I can I mean I I can I could pick one right off the bat and that's Angeliki Andreopoulou who uh, who won the world championship in jump uh, what was it in three two, times? Yeah, three times, and the, the, the last of them is two, two, 2009. But uh, obviously, talk a little bit about her and maybe some of the others that you've helped her go to the top of the, la- the, the ladder. Well, I had the chance of, uh, you know, the, the coach is nothing without the athlete. Of course, of I course. Was, I was so lucky to have a very gifted athlete, talented, and, uh, and driven which is, like you know, my coaching, which is the most important for me, driven, uh-huh. with, with a lot of will to get there. Because it's not always the most talented that wins. Mm-hmm. And we all know that now. And, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to name them all, but uh, at the end I had the chance of having uh, success in uh, having 34 world titles at the, at the open level with uh, people I train. I mean, the likes of uh, Angela, mm-hmm. uh, the likes of uh, Jared Luala, Pipe Miranda, uh, the Larsons, I mean, etc., etc. There is uh, I know I'm going to forget a lot of names. This is why I don't want to start. I didn't want to start this. <laughs> I, know, anyway. I, I know, I know, I perfectly understand that. And the skiers that you mentioned, uh, I mean, all, like, all exceptional athletes and all multiple world, t- world uh, championships, you know. So, so let, let's, let's just see if I can get a sense of, of, of your process a little bit, you know. I mean, from, you know, from the, from the time that a country says, hey, listen, we need a coach. We need someone who can, who, who can work not only with with the technical aspect with the sport but also with the head you know we know that tange is available i mean 
how how do they reach out to you i mean i, I mean do do they do they reach out to you from the from the point of view of trying to fix some things or are you someone that takes a more holistic approach you know rather than spot coaching well basically when uh, somebody tries to hire you it's for coaching basic coaching and then you come with uh, whatever you're doing which uh, I have a special system I have uh, in place for many years I made a lot of mistakes to get to the point where you know I, I do less and less mistakes since I'm still doing some obviously but uh, but yeah, at this stage of my career, uh, I think I, I learn more from what not to do than what to do. But the approach, when people try to hire me, they hire a coach and I come with my way of doing things. As for Chile, you know, we worked, uh, I, I was concentrating on four athletes at the beginning. And after years of working, we worked on uh, creating a new generation skiers that would come for the future uh-huh and uh, put a system in place in place and uh, today you can see the results and uh, yeah I mean such as skiers like the Gonzales is uh, the Martin Labra and and all of those and like the the junior world championships in the u17s I mean I mean man alive I mean they came through they won the team title I mean that would have been impossible years they ago. didn't win they, they lost it by 100 points just 100 points yeah, yeah but, but just but, just being at that level was was surprising to everyone but us yes indeed and I mean it's a, it was a it was a great it was a great thing uh, to see and, now and the system in place means that uh, after those kids come other kids so it's something that roll like a like a little rock you know that keep rolling yes so or like a snowball type a they, snowball approach they have a bright future yes indeed now one now one of the things that i've that i heard a little bit and 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 obviously, and obviously stories go around and stuff like that not only do you work with the with the head but also with conditioning as well and also it has it has been said and has been uh, told to me that in preparation for some tournaments you actually you actually had some of the junior skiers actually go go for go for a run you know prior prior to a tournament to get the conditioning up to get to get fit you know to the point where they could do a lot of what you expect them to do a little bit easier i mean uh, i mean are, are some of these some of these stories true or they're just or are they just folklore no, no, they're, they're actually all true, but uh, when I talk about mistakes, I've done a lot of them in, in that part because, like, uh, obviously I'm not a, a physical preparator, I'm not a psychologist, uh, so I, I, I did what I could, reading a bit and try to do the best that I can, but... Uh, we got a lot more professional and taking the right people to do all the off-water work, which really is, uh, and there's a lot of it. You have the, ment the physical preparation, you gotta have a doctor to follow the, the athlete, to, so they have an injury at 15 years old, you have an x-ray. At 17 years old, they have an injury in the same area, you have something to watch from oh, before. Wow. So, it's getting more and more professional, a psychological level too. You have psychologists to, to talk to them during the COVID period, 
all all those things were were done through Zoom. Yeah. On a case by case basis. So this is how you try to you try to do the best you can, and, and especially to to be surrounded by the right people. Now you now you touched upon a little bit with COVID nineteen and the pandemic. You know, obviously that pandemic left nothing out there in the world absolutely untouched, and that goes with coaching as well because coaching is is something that you do on a very very personal level. So how were you able to continue coaching? You know, whilst observing the protocols that were typically in place in a, in a lot of nations around the world, including Chile. All right. Well, uh, it's about two year and a half years ago. I retired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I was retired, and uh, during that uh, COVID period, I was retired, which uh, I was not concerned with what was happening. Obviously, I had some contact with a lot of the people that uh, that I love. I call them my kids because they're all they're my family. My skiers are my family, and I have an humongous family starting uh, 35 years ago mm -hmm. and uh, basically what happened is like uh, I went to see a kid of a friend in uh, Guadeloupe in the Caribbean and uh -huh. um, and he's a skier and I started training him a bit and uh, I was supposed to be there for three weeks and a week later we were confined <laughs> isn't that so here we go uh, uh, so there was no training possible. So what we did is we woke up at five, more, five in the morning, getting uh -huh. the boat in the water, ski until seven. So we were making sure the cops would not stop us. There was only us. Get the skiing done, go home, and be home all day. Kind of be like a secret agent out in the water. Huh? Well, I don't know about secret agent, but like, uh, let's not get caught. We we're not doing anything wrong to our sense, but we were. Uh, it was not supposed to be done. And that's when I, I got a little bit with one kid into the skiing again. And then I came with him in Florida. And, uh, well, I know a lot of people. So people start seeing me and, uh, hey, Tangi, can you come in the boat? Can you come? And suddenly, here we go. I was a lot in the boat. Wow. And I have to say that when I retired, I felt I didn't have the energy that I needed to, to give my athletes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that big break out of skiing just showed me that, uh, and now when I started, I realized that uh, I was full of energy and I could go back at it again. And uh, if we put it clear, this is my passion. Yeah, I mean, when water skiing, tournament water skiing grabs you, it, uh, it, it really, really stays, stays with you and it's hard to, uh, to release that grip. It's, a, it's a, the, the human part that I love. Yes, indeed. So, uh, we'll round off uh, the podcast here. I mean, I mean, there's so, I mean, there's so many other questions, you know, that touch upon another subject. Actually, let me ask one right now. Obviously, you coached and you trained Imrik Benet to the uh, to the '89 World Water Ski Trick Championship and to a number of different titles. I mean, I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people were like, were uh, probably listening and asking me. No, ask him about Imrik. Where, where is he? Where, uh, do you keep in contact with him? We haven't heard it from him for a while, so here's your opportunity to set that record straight. Well, Imrik is great. Thanks for everyone for for wanting to know. Yeah, he's great. He's living in uh, Palm Beach. Uh huh. He's a he's a builder. He's 
is building houses now. They're starting building houses of uh, two or three hundred thousand, and now oh, wow. and now he's uh, building uh, houses that cost millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And he, he's known down in the area uh, as uh, the fastest builder, so he's really really sicked after. Wow, so Ex- after. And he's like, uh, he cannot take anybody m- anymore because he has uh, too much work. All right then. Okay, uh, we'll we'll round off the uh, the podcast there. Thank you very much for being a, por- a part of this. It. But is there anything that you'd like to give a shout out to to say thanks to? Uh, the microphone is yours if you want to do that. Well, there is so many people that I want to thank. It's just uh, I thank the whole Waterski family. That will be my conclusion. All right, that's a re- that's a really nice catch-all, and uh, you just uh, you just heard Tange Bene. My name is Tony Lightfoot. This is the latest episode of the TWBC podcast, and until next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcasts.